Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos have invested in the cornerback position in NFL free agency, but they have a couple of players that are coming off of ACL injuries that are looking to find a way to fit the mold in 2021. Plus, it is top three Thursday, which means we dive into the top three defensive players from the 2020. NFL season. We talk about their role and their value in 2021. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke. I'm a senior NFL analyst at Pro Football Network, and you guys can catch me here five days a week, every single day with the Lockdown Broncos podcast. I'm a Broncos insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. Really appreciate you all tuning in. You guys can get this podcast on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and your favorite app store that you you have whether you have an Apple or an Android, we have you covered with daily exclusive Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage all year long. 30 minutes or less, you get it here. Lockdown Broncos. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts of your car will ever need. Go to rockauto.com and tell them that Lockdown sent you. I'll tell you about them a little bit more as the show progresses. But ladies and gentlemen, some good news on the realm. I just realized yesterday that my upcoming wedding next year is scheduled to be held the day of the NFL draft, which is in Las Vegas, where I'm actually scheduled to work. There's Pro Football Network and for Lockdown. I'm scheduled to be there. I didn't realize that in all of this planning process ahead of time. So I had to uh, call the missus and ask her if we could push the wedding by two weeks because I don't think she would appreciate if I was working, watching the NFL draft, or covering the NFL draft on our anniversary. So I was able to negotiate a deal with the missus, and in exchange, I gave up two vacations, two summers with the missus, no interruptions, wherever she wants to go in order to make this happen. Both sides came to terms on an agreement. We were able to make that happen, folks. But uh, obviously, you'll have coverage here, obviously, this year and even next year. Next year, we'll be at... Las Vegas to cover the NFL draft and where the Broncos pick and who the Broncos pick. You'll have all that stuff here on Lockdown Broncos. With that said, let's get into our topic of discussion here to kick off today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you know, following the uh, the recovery journeys of Duke Dawson, St. Bassey, Kevin Tolliver, and Broncos players that were injured last year that went on injured reserve that suffered uh, those really bad injuries. I mean, like I said, I mean, Denver was just hit with this brutal stretch of just ACL injuries to these defensive backs, and Denver's depth was really tested there but I wanted to highlight we had Duke Dawson here on the show just about a month and a half ago and he talked about his recovery he's doing really well he's getting to that point where he's doing the light jogging but he's progressing up saying Bassey on his Instagram page had posted a video of him on that treadmill kind of that sloped cylinder treadmill and he's running I mean he's almost nearly full speed on there so he's making tremendous progress coming off of ACL and I tell you what the medical technology if I had access to that medical technology when I tore my ACL and had surgery I'd still be playing today I really feel like I could still contribute at a high level but you know it's hard when you don't have those kind of medical facilities and the best training staffs in the world to help you out there but saying Bassey is really looking ahead of schedule so far I imagine the organization is going to ease him in to training camp which is the smart thing to do 
Anytime you're coming off of a major injury, you know, we talk about broken bones, we talk about that, but the major injuries, in my opinion, they're the ligament injuries because they linger and it takes a lot of time. One thing you may not know about ACL or even Achilles, anytime you have a graft tendon inserted into your body after you tear it, there is an adjustment period of about 12 weeks where your body either is going to accept it or it's going to reject the tissue. And what you do, you can't do too much in those first 12 weeks. You can't overdo it or else your body will reject it because it feels it's a foreign it's got to be able to mold together with your your tissue inside it's very complicated to explain there but just a little bit of an understanding there usually 12 weeks is kind of the ballpark to taking it easy but also trying to progress a little bit further now saying Bassey is ahead of schedule and for the Broncos last season they eased Bradley Chubb back into things there were times where they didn't force him to do some of the full-on team drills just right away because it's different you have to get your feet underneath you more than likely you participate in those team specific drills I think Bassey, though, I, part of me, just based on watching him run, I don't think he's going to have any delays. I think he'll be ready, but I wouldn't be surprised if they ease him in there. Now, looking back at his role last season with the Broncos in 2020, prior to tearing his ACL, he filled in that role at the nickel position. The Broncos had the injury to A.J. Bouye, which forced Bryce Callahan to move to the outside, and then we saw saying Bassey get some playtime. We saw him struggle against the New York Jets, and from that point forward, you know, Vic Fangio had benched him and was working with him. You know, here's the deal, and, and not a lot of people understand this. Even though saying Bassey got benched, it wasn't like the coaches didn't talk to him. The coaches still worked with him. Vic Fangio still worked with him and said, hey, look, we got to get you ready to be able to be out there and to contribute with what we have going on because teams, they're going to test you. And, and specifically when working in the nickel in the slot, Denver had to go a lot of man coverage last year. More man coverage than we've predominantly seen Vic Fangio run in his career as a defense coordinator. So, saying Bassey, he took it in stride. Despite being benched, he was learning. He, he got better every single day. Then he got his number called again. And then he played really well. I mean, coming to that Kansas City game where he tore his ACL, he was playing really well in the nickel. He just he came off the week prior of getting an interception against the New Orleans Saints. He was able to pick that pass off. He was playing well in that role inside the nickel. And I imagine when the Broncos go dime package in 2021, he's going to be that other inside guy with Bryce Callahan being on the other side inside the slot. And the Broncos, they ran a lot of dime last year against some of these spread teams. So saying Bassey, Bryce Callahan inside the nickel in the slot. And then on the outside, you're going to have Ronald Darby and you're also going to have Kyle Fuller. So it's going to help the Broncos, I think, personnel-wise. But look, Keep an eye on the St. Bassey. There's a reason he was an undrafted rookie free agent, and then he made the 53-man roster. He's got talent. He's very smart, and he's a fun football player that I hope can continue to develop in Vic Fangio's defensive scheme, and I think that he's going to fit in relatively nicely in 2021. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our conversation, starting things off with the top three defensive players of the 2020 NFL season. We're going to talk about the three players. We're going to analyze their value last season when they were on the field, things that they did well, and maybe how they can continue to grow on that in 2021 and beyond. But before you do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's your good friends over there, rockauto.com, and I go to them if I ever need anything for my vehicle. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 seasons. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, and they have everything that you could be looking for for your vehicle, whether it's an engine control module, tail lamps, motor oil, heck, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Right, Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know. 
that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We've got a lot of sports action going on right now all across the country, folks, and there's only one place that has you covered with all of the biggest topics around every major sport in 20 minutes or less. That is the Locked On Today podcast hosted by our good friend Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And ladies and gentlemen, also another thing, if you're a Colorado sports fan, if you're not listening to Locked On Avalanche right now in the midst of their season and a run to a Stanley Cup. They're a team that's hopeful to get there and Chris Maselli does a great job of bringing you daily coverage on the Colorado Avalanche not to mention the Denver Nuggets are playing really good basketball right now and you can check out the Locked On Nuggets podcast hosted by Adam Matas and Matt Moore for all the latest pick and roll action with the Denver Nuggets and my MVP Nikola Jokic. But ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our top three Thursday portion on today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Looking at the top three defensive players for the Broncos last season, one guy I wanted to talk about in particular, probably at length, is a stable part of what the Broncos franchise will be for quite some time. Defensively, the identity and how they conduct themselves is going to be ran through one man, and that is Justin Simmons, who, in my opinion, was arguably the best player for the Broncos on the field last season. There were a couple players. I mean, he and Kareem Jackson really put in some strong performances alongside each other. I mean, they were extremely valuable in that back end of that secondary, considering all the injuries and the inconsistencies that we saw with the Broncos at cornerback. Those guys made up for a lot, and the way that Vic Fangio utilized them was important. But the one guy that stands out to me, and you know, I'm going to give KJ some love here, but Justin Simmons is the guy that I'm going to focus on here. When you look back at his season in comparison to even last year, last year he was able to get a, a Pro Bowl recognition, all pro honors. This year he didn't even get recognized with that, right? He was able to make the Pro Bowl but he didn't get that all-pro recognition, which it's odd to me that there's just these inconsistencies year in and year out with some of these players and how they play, how they're viewed. And I get it. Look, defensive back is one of the toughest positions to play in the National Football League, and there's a lot of talented players in the AFC West. Well, maybe outside of the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders really have anybody at safety, but outside of that, Tyron Matthew is a phenomenal player for the Kansas City Chiefs. Derwin James, man, if he could stay healthy, he would be a legitimate, I think, defensive player of the year candidate every single year from the safety position because he doesn't just play safety. He plays linebacker. He blitzes off the edge. He's that do-it-all player. But the Broncos with Justin Simmons, they use Simmons almost in that rule. I mean, there's times where he'd line up in the slot and the nickel cover the slot guy. He'd cover on the outside. He'd cover tight ends. He'd come down and play that. In, in the robber coverage, he'd play that inside hook. Anything coming across the field, he would pick up while Kareem Jackson rotates to the middle of the safety. They'd play it as a cover one robber. And he really excelled in that role. There were times where the Broncos would also blitz him. How many times did we see Simmons line up, showing a blitz look, blitz, jump up in the air, get his hands up, and knock a pass down? The Atlanta Falcons game against Matt Ryan, that's one of them. There was another game that I saw as well that kind of stands out to me, I believe, it was against the Chargers, where he did the same exact thing. But outside of his ability to do that, one thing stood out to me about Justin Simmons. When I go back and I watch the film on him, He's one of the smartest players on the field, and that's why Vic Fangio instills a lot of trust in him to be able to align guys. Now, the inside linebacker, if I'm not mistaken, it's Alexander Johnson has the green sticker on his helmet, so he gets the play caller. He calls it, or it's Josie Jewell. It's one of those two players there, and then they call the play. They line up. But Justin Simmons is the key guy that's responsible for the Broncos and was last season for being able to adjust. So when a team comes out in a specific formation, maybe pre-snap based on the call, maybe it's some tendencies – the, the Broncos will have an initial play call. 
then if that play call, if, if there's a certain formation that pops out, Justin Simmons is a guy that says, hey, check, check, check. We're going to this. We're going to this. Or there's a specific keyword. And then the defense adjusts, the alignment on the defensive line, because he's got to be loud enough to echo that. And luckily, not being in a, you know stadiums where there were fans, you were able to do that. And we saw that happen a lot with the Broncos. Right before the snap, sometimes the D-line would shift. That's part of the process. They're going to show one look. It's really good with disguises, but Justin Simmons is the mastermind, obviously, alongside Vic Fangio and making that happen. So for Justin, coming off of a career season where he had five interceptions last year, nine passes defense, 96 tackles, was one of the top five leading tacklers for the Broncos last season. He is my focal point on today's top three defensive players as the key guy in this situation here. His strongest traits, in my opinion, ability to diagnose the play before the snap, I mean, that that's one thing, too. He, he does so much work, and if you talk to Justin, he'll tell you the same thing. But Justin, he'll spend so much time in the week leading up to the game preparing and watching film, watching tendencies. And what happens is with the NFL and the technology that NFL teams have, they can get opponent film and they can break it down based on down and distance, first and 10, what hash the ball is placed on, what side of the field, is it red zone, they can filter it based on formation, personnel groupings, and it makes things a lot easier. So for example, if Justin Simmons wanted to focus on 13 personnel, being able to see what a team does, he can sort it by that data point that is set in there to the film, and then he can pull up all the plays, and then he can filter by down and distance like I had mentioned, and then he understands, okay, these tendencies, based on these last few games that this team has played, they have this tendency. They come out in this formation. They're usually running this play if it's on the left hash, this play when it's on the right hash. It makes things easier. It's a lot deeper. That's why I love watching film and going back and doing it because when I study the Broncos' opponents on a weekly basis or even study what the Broncos did, it helps me get an idea as to what they're doing. So Simmons was the guy for the Broncos there. And when you look at the AFC West, you look at the NFL in general, there's a ton of talented safeties. But I don't think that we should limit Justin Simmons' designation to just a free safety we mentioned his ability to play all over like I said in the slot as a guy that plays in the the box as a run defender he does that really well and he's really grown too I, I remember coming into the league when I first started watching Justin Simmons when he was getting reps on the Broncos sometimes he took really poor angles on some tackles but he has improved on that every single year and now he's one of the most reliable tacklers for the Broncos now I, th- I think that we want to throw out of that uh, Sam Darnold clip against the New York Jets where yeah, he just didn't think Sam Darnold was that fast. He goes to wrap up, and Sam Darnold cuts back on the outside when he makes a move on the inside, and he runs and he torches the Broncos' defense for that embarrassing touchdown. But outside of that, Simmons is the guy that sticks out like a sore thumb, and he's got a lot of praise. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes last year was asked, you know, who are players that give you a tough time when you're playing? And he even said Justin Simmons for the Broncos. You mentioned Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, the pass rushing duo there. But he mentioned Justin Simmons specifically because Simmons does a great job pre-snap of disguising where he's going to be, what he's going to do. He never reveals his hand. And then post-snap, he's always in the right position. He gets in the right place. And that's something that Patrick Mahomes himself even touched on. So there's a contingent of people out there that are not as big of fans, I think, as most Broncos country are about Justin Simmons. And I think that for Denver being kind of that small market, he doesn't get that recognition from some of the major voters, right? At the end of the year, when you do the end of the season awards, he doesn't necessarily get that recognition because Dever hasn't played in a lot of national televised games. I mean, outside of Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Week 1 against Tennessee, Dever really didn't get that kind of premier recognition. And so for the broadcasters, and Dever stuck with the same broadcasting crew for most weeks, 
they already knew what the Broncos were about, but other people didn't. And I think that was an issue. I, I hope the NFL finds a way to expand coverage of all NFL teams. And because it, there's so many talented players that we don't even hear get talked about by the national media. And, and there's so many players. There's probably about three players on each team in the NFL that could be recognized that never get that recognition. And I think that's something that's frustrating, not only just for players, but for organizations. And when we talk about Justin Simmons and, and his impact that he had last year for Denver, the fact that he didn't make the all-pro list is, is absolutely astonishing to me. Yes, he got the Pro Bowl, but we know the Pro Bowl now is just a glorified voting contest. It's a it's a fan competition. Luckily, Broncos country came out in full swing for Justin, but the All-Pro votes, those are what matter. That's what matters the most in contract talks, but Justin Simmons doesn't have to worry about that. He's locked up for now, so ways that Justin can evolve even more in 2021 and even in years beyond is just continue to be the leader that he is on and off the field. He commands a lot of respect from his teammates and his coaches. The organization is now a, a place for him that will listen to him. He'll have some input and some feedback that will have some influence and maybe what the Broncos do and I tell you what for him as a player you know he, he's evolved so much from his rookie season to now in pass coverage and against the run and it could continue to get better right you you never want to be happy you never want to be complacent with where you're at and Justin will even tell you that himself so I think for him he's going to find ways to continue to improve his pass coverage ability and also against the run I mean I wouldn't be even be surprised if we see him put on about five five more pounds of muscle this upcoming season he can do it he's durable and obviously the fact that he's played three consecutive seasons without missing a single snap he's an Ironman that's well over 3,000 snaps without missing a down is super important, I think, for what the Broncos want to build. And Justin Simmons is the right guy to build the Broncos. But with that said, Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get to our other two players on the top three defense players of 2020 in hindsight. Coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, i got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action with the NBA season ongoing NHL and the MLB starting up. You have a lot of opportunities to make some money today. Bet online, they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The NFL Draft is weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to, and the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay tuned on tomorrow's episode of the show as we talk about our Locked On mock draft that we have coming up in the coming weeks. We have some very special guests all across the network to talk about the picks that we, the local experts, made our selections. Where do the Broncos do in this year's Locked On mock draft? Did they stay at nine? Did they trade up? Did they trade back? Well, you have to just wait and see. April 19th, we'll have a little bit more for you on the subject matter at hand. But let's get into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, folks. And continuing our discussion on the top three defensive players of 2020, we previously highlighted Justin Simmons, his value to the team last season on the field, off the field, obviously leading to a contract extension for him. The next group of players that I'm going to talk about, I had to include a duo as one of the players because what they did for the defense was super important. I mean, their value was equal, I think, in terms of the production of the on-field product for the Broncos defensively. And so 
There's that, and there's another individual player. So technically, I highlighted four players altogether, but I'm going to focus on this duo here, and that's Malik Reed and Bradley Chubb. And when Von Miller went down with his season-ending injury before week one, I think we all had a moment to ourselves. I know I was getting ready to do an interview. I was on a podcast with a Titans uh, media conglomerate talking about the matchup when I got the Adam Schefter notification that Von Miller was out for the entire season. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was one of those tweets that somehow got circulated. I didn't think that it was real. And then the ESPN notification went off. Rap sheet went off on it. And I just remember just how rough it was, I think, just hearing Broncos country kind of lose that big excitement that they had, right? Because last season when Bradley Chubb towards ACL in 2019, it was the same exact feeling. Von Miller put in a lot of that work, but everyone was wondering, who the hell's going to step up? Who's going to play opposite of Bradley Chubb? And Malik Reed really embellishing that role. Obviously, eight sacks on the season for him. Bradley Chubb really turning it on. And those two guys, that duo, I, I think if you were missing one of those guys last season, it's just maybe Malik Reed or if Bradley Chubb is the one player playing. I don't know if anybody would have had his equal value to the productivity realm of the outside backer position than Malik Reed and Bradley Chubb combined. So 15 and a half sacks combined last season. I really felt like I couldn't give this to just one of those guys because I felt like it would be lessening the impact of the other. And both of them were very impactful for the Broncos. Like I said, Malik Reed, eight sacks. Bradley Chubb, seven and a half sacks off the edge. And now the Broncos in 2021, they're expected to have Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, and a rotation of Malik Reed. And I don't even think that the Broncos are in a position right now where they're saying, well, how can we keep everybody happy? I think Malik Reed, not to mention he's going to play some special teams, but Denver has some different packages that they can toy around with. One of those could be where you move Bradley Chubb to defensive end, you bump down probably Shelby Harris to the defensive tackle position, or you could put Draymond Jones at defensive tackle, Shelby Harris at defensive end, and then Von Miller and Bra- and Malik Reed on the outside in terms of their pass rush there. That right there, I think, will give the Broncos a lot of opportunities to maybe mix and match their personnel if they really want to get a high-pressure situation. However, I think it would also create the tendency on film that, hey, when these guys come out in this package, they're really going to be focused on a pass rush, which could amplify quick passing opportunities for the opposing offense. I mean, the NFL offensive coordinators, quarterbacks are super smart these days when they see that. Yes, I mean, it's really tough to say, hey, how are we going to block all these guys? But they could counteract by saying, hey, we're just going to get the ball out of our hands really quickly. So I don't know. I think that Denver and Vic Fangio, Coach Kalar, Ed Donatel, those guys are going to collaborate with one another, figure out, hey, what is the best overall package that puts our best 11 players on the field based on this situation, right? You're going to have various guys rotating into that mix and that formula there. But for the Broncos, I think that Bradley Chubb is going to be a big part of that. I think Malik Reed is still going to have a big role, even though the Von Miller is coming back. I still think that Malik Reed has some extensive value in 2021. Our other player that we're going to talk about here, he makes the third or essentially the fourth based on the, the overall premise of a top three Thursday would be Shelby Harris. Now, granted, Shelby Harris missed those games early on in the season, obviously due to being in close proximity to somebody who tested positive for COVID, and then he tested positive for COVID, so he missed those four games. Then he missed the last game with a knee injury. Outside of that, I think anybody that goes back and watches the film from the early part of the season, Shelby Harris, that's why he played himself into a contract extension. When the Broncos were without Shelby Harris, they were one of the bottom teams. I mean, their their ability to stop the run diminished, it decreased, their ranking decreased, their productivity at getting to the quarterback kind of struggled a little bit because Shelby Harris did a lot, I even think for guys like Bradley Chubb and Malik Reed, because 
we talk about their contributions with 15 and a half sacks, but here's what Shelby Harris did. Shelby Harris often at times commanded the attention of two blockers, whether it was the guard and the center, whether it was the guard and the tackle. Often at times those guys would focus on Shelby because early on in the season, Shelby went healthy and without any missed time due to COVID, he was causing so much penetration on the interior of the offensive line and getting into the backfield, getting in quarterbacks' faces, generating those pressures that he was making it very difficult for opposing offenses to generate momentum. And I wouldn't even want to throw it to the New York Jets game. That was one of those games where you didn't necessarily see it in the stab book, but Shelby created opportunities for Mike Purcell, for Malik Reed, for Bradley Chubb, and that was the start of it. Go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game where the Broncos really didn't look too competitive. Shelby Harris was getting after Tom Brady in that game, and he also was manhandling that offensive line, fighting through double teams from the guard center. Those were the things that really convinced me that Shelby Harris's value for the Broncos was meaningful and significant. And then you could notice the evident difference in how they played with him on the field versus when he was not on the field when he was out. There was a massive difference in terms of energy and even just the overall productivity of the defensive side of the ball. That was something that stood out to me. So Shelby Harris, he gets that value. It may not have shown up statistically in the stat sheet when it comes to sacks, but his pressures on the quarterback, quarterback hits, that's what stood out to me, and that's why Shelby Harris gets that nomination as one of our top three defensive players from the 2020 NFL season. But Broncos country, that will do it for today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Just a reminder, you can get this podcast every single day. We appreciate you listening today. If you're a new listener of the show and you loved it, make sure you hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts for daily exclusive Broncos news content and coverage. I appreciate it. As always, tomorrow's episode is Friday, folks. So we're going to hear a little bit from the Broncos news edition, Shamar Steven, who was introduced to the media yesterday. We're going to get a little bit of insight from him. We're going to share his thoughts, and we're going to talk some more Broncos football as the NFL draft is approaching us in just about two and a half weeks, folks. With that said, I'm Cody Work, host of Lockdown Broncos. I'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.